tell me of his precious blood, the sinner's perfect plea. Oh, 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 how I love Jesus. Oh, oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me, it tells of one whose loving heart can feel my deepest woe. Oh, who in its sorrow bears a can bear below oh, 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 oh how I love Jesus oh, oh how I love Jesus oh, oh how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Amen. We all love him, but we love him because he first loved us. Amen. When you are troubled with grief and care, that's when you need the Lord, where when you are suffering pain and despair, that's when you need the Lord. We're singing, that's when you need the Lord. Well, that's when. you 
Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for giving us the strength to be able to dress ourselves and to come here, Heavenly Father, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Heavenly, thank you so much for uh, when so many things are happening in this world around us, Heavenly Father, you still see fit to keep us, Heavenly Father. You still uh, see fit to wake us up with your finger of love, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everyone that's represented here today. Uh, we just thank you so much for us continuing to have the zeal to want to serve you, Heavenly Father, yes. to want to learn more about your word and grow closer to you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you so much, and we ask that you uh, bless those who have a rule over us, Heavenly Father, those in high places, Heavenly Father. Pray for this government. Pray, pray for all the governments all around this world, Heavenly Father, because we know that uh, we look on the news, and there are many people who do not have peace, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to worship you without hindrance, Heavenly Father. We just pray that you will continue to uh, keep us in your, your grace, your favor, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you so much for your love. Please continue to allow us to have love one for another, Heavenly Father. Allow us to continue to band together and to keep pressing forward, Heavenly Father. We know that you're too wise to make a mistake, Heavenly Father. We just thank you so much, Heavenly Father. We look forward to everything that you have in store for us, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We honor you. We love you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Let the church say amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is better than good. God indeed is better than good. Yes. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. How many of us know that? There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. The song says, no, not one. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus singing, no. Singing, no, not 
because this world is not our home. Y'all don't have books, but if you did, you would have turned them. I want you to use your spiritual fingers and spiritually turn to 496. And, but what you can do is you can stand at this time, if you would, if it's convenient. Go ahead and stand and have those spiritual song books because, hey, these words are on our heart, amen? Yeah, yeah. So, and look at that. This is on the screen, too. I'm loving it. This world is not our home. Amen. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid where somewhere beyond the blue. The angels welcome me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in burning. Where my Savior parted. 
Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say praise God. praise God. Truly, truly, it is a blessing to once again be here in the house of the Lord. Uh, uh, it's always a great opportunity to make it into God's house. Yes, 
uh, to be around God's people and to study God's word. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, as, as Patrick was singing those songs on uh, this uh, morning, uh, Patrick was al- already preaching, and I don't know if y'all knew it. Uh, he, he started off with, uh, that's when you need the Lord. Uh, and the song says, when you're happy and when you're sad. So that lets me know, uh, no matter if I'm up in life, no matter if I'm down in life, I'm going to need the Lord. I'm going to need God on my good days just as much as I need him on my bad days. And then he went on to say, uh, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. So that lets me know on my bad days when I think that I'm by myself, on my bad days when I think all is lost, I have a friend that sticks closer to, the, to a, closer than a brother, a friend that's always there for me. And then he went on to say, uh, 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 this world is not my home. I'm just a passing on through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Pembroke Park, we got to uh, stop being so attached to stuff down here on earth. We need, we need to understand that we're not here to stay. We're just passing on through. And when we have that mentality, when we lose stuff, it will be okay with it because we understand that our treasure is really beyond the blue. Amen, Pembroke Park? Amen, amen, amen. I came here ready to preach to y'all on this morning. I came up here happy, and I tell you, anytime I get the opportunity to talk to God's people, I'm going to take advantage of it uh, because I, I, I just love God so much. I love God's people so much, and uh, anytime uh, God allows me to speak to you all, you know, I just get a little happy. So y'all just excuse me. Y'all just excuse me on, on this morning. I'm ready to have some church up in here on this morning. Amen. 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 If you will, I'm, I'm just going to jump, jump, jump right into it on this morning. If you will, turn your Bibles uh, to the book of Acts chapter 1. We're going to read verse 21 through verse 26. And it's, if it's convenient for you, please stand. We definitely want to welcome all those who might be visiting with us on this morning. I'd like to let you know that you're our honored guest, and we're uh, definitely just so glad that you chose to worship uh, here at the Pembroke Park Church of Christ. And those who are on, online watching, uh, we welcome you. Thank you for having us into your homes uh, or to your job, wherever you are on this morning. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope that uh, everyone will be blessed by the word of God on this morning. Acts chapter 1, verse 21 through verse 26. I still hear pages turning. I'll give it another second. Acts 1, verse 21 through verse 26. The Bible reads these words. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness uh, with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, know the hearts of all. Show which of these uh, two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Take your seats at this time and join me in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we come before thy throne of grace. 
with bowed heads and humbled hearts, thanking you for this day, Father. Thanking you for touching us with your finger of love, Father, and allowing us to rise up from our sleep and slumber, Father, with the blood running warm in our veins, Father. Thank you for clothing us in our right minds and helping us to see that there's no other place that we needed to be on this morning than your house, Father God. Father, we know we're not perfect. We know we sin and fall short of thy glory, so we ask that uh, you forgive us of all unrighteousness, Father. I pray that you cleanse us so that we might stand blameless before thy throne, Father. Be with us as we prepare to dive into your word on this morning, Father God. I pray that you use me as your mouthpiece on this morning to give your people a word, Father. Uh, Father, I pray that you remove me and just pour, in, pour into me all the words that you want your people to hear even on this morning, Father God. And we pray that at the end of this message, your people will be blessed, Father. And if someone is not a member of this body, Father, uh, touch soften their hearts so that when this gospel is preached, they'll ask that great question, what must I do to be saved, Father? Be with all those who are here, all those who are still making their way here, the ones who weren't able to make it, Father. Bless them that they might join us at the next appointed time. These and other kindred blessings we ask in your son, Jesus' name, let us all say amen. Amen. Pembroke Park, I want to start off by uh, 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 taking you back a little bit. I want to take you back to about, had to be around 1992, 1993. I was a young middle schooler at Lake Stevens Middle School. And uh, uh, I want to take y'all to the PE field at Lake Stevens Middle School. Uh, uh, can can y'all see me, church? I had my blue and gold shorts on. I had my white PE shirt, and I was out there on the field, and, uh, and back then, we had a lazy coach back then, and the coach really didn't run P.E. like P.E. was supposed to be ran. Uh, the RP coach, she would take a ball, and she would toss it out to us, and she would say, Adam and Maurice, pick teams. And me and my friend would go back and forth, picking teams, selecting students, selecting fellow peers who we felt would give us the best chance to win. And Sadly, there was always an odd man out. Sadly, it was always someone who didn't get chosen. And for this story's sake, we're going to call that person Petey. We're going to call him Petey on today. So y'all remember the name Petey, okay? And uh, so Petey would be looking around, and he knew he wasn't going to get picked. This, this wasn't Petey's first time at the rodeo. Petey knew that he wasn't going to get picked, but as Petey saw everyone, he thought today might have been the day. He thought today might have been his day to get picked. So Petey would look around, and as it was a group with him, and as that group started to dwindle down, and uh, he became one of the only ones left up there, you can see the hurt in his eyes, church. You can see Petey feeling like, what's wrong with me? Why won't they choose me? Is it, I must be, I'm, I got to be lacking something. Why won't they pick me? And church, some of us have been where Petey is. Some of us have been, we, we felt that hurt. We felt that pain. We felt that anguish of not being selected. While it might not have been on that PE field, Pembroke Park, it might have been a job interview that you went through and you know that you knocked that interview out the park. But yet you get a call that says, you know what, we're going in a different direction. Or it may have been you on your job. You're the person that everybody turns to. When something needs to get done, they turn to you. And then promotion time comes up and they select somebody else. 
We've all been in that situation where pity was where we looked at ourselves and we said, am I not good enough? Why am I the one that's being left at the altar? Why am, the, why am I the one that's not being selected? And unfortunately, Pembroke Park, I believe that some of us feel that way even on this morning. I feel that some people feel like they've been left behind, like they've been skipped over, like God has somehow forgotten about them. What you talking about, preacher? Unfortunately, about eight years ago, Pembroke Park, I stood in this very same pulpit. About eight years ago in church, we were in a bad way. We were in a bad way. We were hurt. We were angry. We were heartbroken. We were sad. And I remember preaching to you all on the topic of face it with faith. I told y'all, church, just have faith. God will see us through. God will deliver us. And you know what? God did just that. We, we kept our hands in God's hands. We walked right along with God and God blessed us in a mighty, mighty way. While we stand in a better position right now than we did eight years ago, church, we still stand as a flock without a shepherd right now. And I know the fleshly side of you because these thoughts have creeped into mine too, uh, uh, my mind. And the fleshly side of us looks within us and says, what's wrong with Pembroke Park? Why can't, why, why, does, why is this happening to us again? Why? When we, 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 we tend to allow the fleshly side to cause us to ask that question and we begin to get that pity mentality. But I stopped by here to tell you this morning, I want to preach to all the PDs in the audience on this morning. I want to talk to Pembroke Park. I want to talk, if you're feeling like PD on this morning, I want to preach to you. And this morning, I'm going to preach to you on the topic of, you are good enough. You are good enough. As we look at our text, Pembroke Park, our text, it, it's the story of when Judas has betrayed Christ, and there's a void with the apostles. There was 12, now they're short one, and Peter in that time was the bold one, and Peter stood up among uh, uh, that, that whole audience that they had there, and he said, we know the Bible says that we have to be complete. The Bible says that there's someone that needs to take up that mantle that Judas has left behind, and the story goes on to say how they selected the one who would replace Judas, and we see in verse number 22 of our text, it gives the qualifications of, the pe of what the person would have had to do in order to be qualified to be numbered with the 11. The, in verse number 22, the Bible says they had to be there with them when Jesus was, was with them from the time he was baptized by John until that time he was taken up from us and they must be a witness of his resurrection. So we see church, they had to be there when Jesus was among them from when he was baptized until that day he was taken up and they had to witness the resurrection. The Bible goes on to say that two men fit those qualifications church the Bible goes on to say that there were two men who did everything that they were supposed to do, but only one of them was chosen. The Bible says that Matthias was the one who was selected. But I, wanna, I don't want to talk about Matthias on this morning. I want to talk about Joseph. I want to talk about the one who wasn't chosen. The Bible says Matthias was chosen but what about Joseph, church? Let's, let's focus in on Joseph for just, just a second. 
No doubt Joseph lived right, Pembroke Park. No doubt Joseph gave the way he was supposed to give. No doubt he followed Jesus the way he was supposed to follow Jesus, yet and still he wasn't chosen. But I stopped by here to tell you, Pembroke Park, Joseph didn't get mad and leave the church. Joseph didn't throw in the towel and say, I quit. Joseph didn't say, you know what? I'm tired of this religion thing. They never pick. They never call on me. Joseph kept serving God. And if what we need to do at Pembroke Park, no matter what's going on on the outside, we need to keep serving God because that's how we're going to get blessed. That's how God is going to promote us to the next level is if we keep serving God. You see, studies show that Joseph became a bishop for the city of Eleutheropolis, which was later called the city of the free. So you see, church, some of you might be feeling like Petey on this morning. You might feel like you've been skipped over. You might feel like something's wrong with you. You might feel like you're not good enough. But I stopped by here to tell you that God just has other plans for you, Pembroke Park. While it wasn't in God's will for Joseph to be one of the twelves, he had something else for Joseph to do. And if Joseph would have stopped serving God, he wouldn't have walked into the blessing that God had for him. If he would have thrown in the towel, if he would have gave up, he wouldn't have received the blessings that God had for his life. So Pembroke Park, as a as a kid, I remember we used to. I remember my uncle Richard used to sing a song, he used to say, and Patrick knows it, I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. I don't believe God has brought Pembroke Park this far just to bring us this far. He didn't bring us all this way just to leave us right now, Pembroke Park. So if God has been with us since the beginning, God is going to be with us everywhere that we go. But we need to have the faith that God is with us every step of the way. We can't waste time asking God why. We can't waste time asking God how come it happened to us again. All we can do is serve God. We have to understand that our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways and why we don't understand why it happened. We understand understand that God is still in control and if God is in control God's hand is upon Pembroke Park and God is going to promote Pembroke Park to where Pembroke Park is supposed to be we have to understand church that we're going to go through some ups in life and we're going to go through some downs in life we can't get all we we can't lose our mind when we go through a valley church We can't forget how good God was on the mountaintop when we're down on the valley because it's that it's that strength that we get from the mountaintop. It's that faith that we have from the mountaintop that's going to propel us to make it through the valley when we get down there. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. My Bible tells us that I'm not in the valley to stay. Yeah, I might be down right now, but you know what? I'm still praising God just as hard as I was when I'm on the mountaintop. I'm still praying like I was when I was on the mountaintop. I'm still giving like I was when I'm on the mountaintop. I'm serving like I was when I'm on the mountaintop because I know that this valley is only temporary. I know after a while I'm going to be on that mountaintop again, but I got to keep serving. I got to keep holding on to God's unchanging hand. You see, Pembroke Park, God sent us exactly what we needed when he sent us Kevin Jones Sr. Brother Jones came in church and he healed broken hearts. 
He mended relationships. Brother Jones patched us up, church. He put a smile back on our face. But God looked down and said, Kevin, there's another flock that I need you to go tend to. There's another flock up in North Carolina that's hurting like Pembroke Park was hurting when I sent you there. And I gave you a gift that I didn't give to nobody else. I gave this gift to you, Kevin. And I need you to take that gift that I gave you and I need you to take it up there and can you and brother jones told you he wrestled with that thing for a long for over a year he wrestled with it trying to fight it can you can you see i preach him can you see him say god but what about pembroke park how can i leave pembroke god, can you see god tell him i got pembroke park you don't worry about pembroke park i got pembroke park i'm going to take care of pembroke park you just go to where i'm sending you and i'll take care of Pembroke Park. That's the faith we got to have, Pembroke Park. We got to have faith that God is in control and God has Pembroke Park. Pembroke Park. We have to understand, church. We have to understand, Pembroke Park. All God did was stir up the water here, 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 here at Pembroke Park. All he did was stir up the water. What you talking about, Adam? We know in John chapter 5, the story of the pool of Bethesda, how every year the angel will come down at a certain time and he would stir up the water and the first person to make it in that water will be healed and be blessed and everything that was wrong with them would be gone and they'll have a new leash on life. Uh, They can see life in a different way. Someone that sat on the corner begging for alms can now have the strength to go out there and earn, make make a earning. Someone who had lost out on everything now had a second chance on life. And we've seen that story how when Jesus was in that story, Jesus was passing by the pool and he saw a lame man there and he asked the man, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? And instead of that man realizing that his blessing was right there in front of him, he started giving excuses of why he wasn't whole. That's not the question that Jesus asked that man. He asked him, do you want to be made whole? Jesus didn't ask him, uh, why haven't you been in the pool? Why didn't you get in the water? You've been lame for all these years. Why? That's not what Jesus, Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole. And the man, the lay man began to give all these excuses. I don't have anyone to let me down in the pool. Uh, Whenever I get close, somebody jumps over me and they get the blessing that was supposed to be for me. And uh, he gave all these excuses. And Jesus stood there and asked them, do you want to be made whole? Church, Jesus is standing in front of us right now asking us, Pembroke Park, do you want to be made whole. Let's not waste time giving excuses. Let's not giving a waste time uh, asking God why. Let's say, God, I want to be made whole. He's asking us, do you want to be made whole? Let's not make excuses. Let's not dwell on anything that's beyond our control. Let's just tell God, yes, we want to be made whole on this morning. And Pembroke Park, when we have that mindset, our blessing will be on the way. 
Brother Adam, brother Adam, brother Adam, okay, I'm starting to shake off that PD mentality. Uh, you know what? I'm starting to get rid of it. I'm starting to feel a little better. You know, I can, I can see the smile coming back just a little bit on my face. I'm feeling I got a little pep in my step again. But brother Adam, what do we do now? What do we do? Turn your Bibles to the book, book of Exodus. The book of Exodus chapter, four, chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, we're going to begin reading, reading at verse number 10. Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 10. The Bible reads these words. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And uh, the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not uh, the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians uh, than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see them again no more. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Brother Adam, what do we do now? We stand still. And we let God fight for us. Stand still and let God fight for us. Pembroke Park, we can't be afraid of what tomorrow holds because we got to have faith in the person who holds tomorrow. If we have faith in the person that holds tomorrow, it, was, it doesn't matter what tomorrow holds because God has us in the palm of his hand. And if God has us in the palm of his hand, Pembroke Park, you're going to be blessed. Pembroke Park, you're going to be okay. But you have to have faith. You have to trust that God is in control. Church, we got to understand that God sees, God has a different vantage point than us. And I know one time I've told y'all this before about teaching. I've told y'all that, listen, when, when I'm down on the ground level, I can't see what's way up there in front of me. I can't see what's behind me. I can't see what's to the right or to the left of me. But when I got someone that's up high, that's looking down, they can see everything. They can see exactly what the future holds. They can see. I can look in front of me on the ground level and I can see a path that looks good, a path that smells good, a path that I think that is the right path for Pembroke Park, but it's a big pothole a couple feet up the road. And then God says, you know what, Adam, go ahead and make a right turn and then go down to that next street and turn left. But God, this street looks perfect right here. This street, uh, it has everything that we need. Look at it. It got a Publix over there. It got a Walmart. It got a, it got a car dealership. It got a place for me to buy. It got everything we need on this street right here. Why can't I go down this? Adam, just take a right and take a left. And I'm telling you, you're going to be okay. But God, look at what this, this street looks perfect. That's how we... Look, when we fight with God, church, 
God, we got to understand that God can see things that we can't see. God knows things that we can't know. And while this way looks good, God is telling us this way is going to lead to your destruction. destruction. Take my hand. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me take you to where you need to be. But we're too busy fighting because we think that we know what we need. Let me tell you, as my kids are getting older at Pembroke Park, I find myself fussing with them more and more. And I can't do nothing but laugh because I remember my mama and my daddy doing the same thing with me when I was about to become a teenager. I thought I knew what I thought I knew I knew. And my parents had to continue to tell me time and time again, boy, you don't know nothing. I didn't been in, I didn't did this thing 20 times over. I'm telling you, don't do that. It's going to fail. But mama, you don't know nothing. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing every day. How you going to tell me? I'm already, I'm, and y'all, 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 y'all think I'm talking about Donnie. I'm talking about Addie I'm having these, <laughs> Addie I'm having these conversations with. But daddy, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, girl, you are seven years old. Listen, girl. <laughs> but that's the way we fight with God, church. When God takes us down a path that we're not sure about, we get scared. We get nervous of the unknown because the path we was on looked like it was good enough. But God says, listen. I got something else for you. Just trust me. Pembroke Park, while we, while we stand still, while we wait on the Lord, there's something else that we need to do, church. We got to make sure that we put ourselves in a position to be blessed. We got to make sure that we stay in a position to be blessed. How, how, how do we do that? How do we do that, Brother Adam? First thing we need to do is turn it over to God. Turn everything over to God. And you know, Pembroke Park, we used to, we, we, uh, sometimes we sing that song, Jesus, he will fix it after a while. And that story goes on, you know, uh, the only part of that song that I have a problem with when it says, I lay awake, up, I lay awake at night. Because if I'm turning my troubles over to God, I don't have to lay awake at night. I don't have to lay awake worrying about if God is going to fix it. If I pray to God, if I truly turned it over to God, I don't have to sit there and watch God fix the problem for me. I can go ahead and I can go to sleep while God is fixing the problem for me. How do you think Jesus was able to sleep in the midst of a storm? How do you think that when uh, everybody else was going crazy when they was on that ship, how Jesus could climb under the deck and lay down on the pillow and go to sleep while everything, while the ship was being torn apart, Jesus was able to lay down and he was able to go to sleep. Church, this your chance to shout right here. You, what, what we got to understand is Jesus understood the power that was inside his ship. Jesus understood that no matter what was going on the outside of the ship, 
that stuff wasn't more powerful than what was on the inside of the ship. So those waves could beat against the side of that ship. It can go from one side to the other. The billows could roll. The wind could knock that ship back and forth. But Jesus was able to sleep because he understood the power that was in his ship. He understood that he was more powerful than anything that was outside. When we turn it over to God, we have to understand no matter what's going on on the outside Pembroke Park, we have Christ on the inside of our ship. And as long as Christ is on the inside of this ship, everything is going to work out all right, church. As long as we keep Christ in our ship. The winds may blow, the storms may rise, and we can have a smile on our face. Because Jesus is on our ship. We can go to the doctor and the doctor can give us a bad report. We can walk out with our head up high because Jesus is on our ship. Your kids could be acting crazy and uh, house in shambles. You know that that's not the end result. You know God is still in the midst. We can, we can ask God for help and put a smile on our face because God is on our ship. No matter what's going on on the outside, Pembroke Park, worry about what's going on on the inside, and God will take care of you. Amen. Turn your Bibles over to Luke chapter 5, and I'm almost done. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 7. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 7. We got to make sure we keep ourselves in a position to be blessed, church. The Bible says in verse number 7, I'm sorry, I'm going to move up a move I'm going to move up a little bit. I'm going to move up. I'm going to start at verse number 4. I'm sorry. Verse number 4. The Bible says, "When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, "Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch." But Simon answered and said to him, "Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net." And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so that the boats began to sink. You see, church, Peter put himself in a position to be blessed by listening to Jesus. And let me set the stage for you real quick. Let me set the stage. Peter was a professional fisherman. Peter knew what he was doing out there. Jesus was the son of a carpenter. Glory, glory. Peter's carnal mind would tell him that there's very little that Jesus could teach him about fishing. Yet and still, Peter listened to Jesus. There's no doubt that when Peter was out there all night fishing, there's no doubt that Peter tried different techniques. He tried, he was a professional. This was how he earned his living. There's no doubt he tried different techniques. Still, no fish. There's no doubt he tried using different kinds of bait. I remember me and my pat, remember dad take us fishing. Sometimes we would fish with some squid and if the fish wasn't biting on the squid, we'll use the live shrimp. And if the live shrimp, they wasn't biting on the live shrimp, we would catch some bait fish and we would try to use the bait fish. We, we would try different types of bait. But, and no doubt Peter tried all that, but still 
No fish. But guaranteed, he went, he said, you know what? I've been fishing out here for a long time. I got a favorite spot over here. And I always catch fish when I go to this spot over here. No doubt he went to his favorite spots. Still, church, no fish. Think about that. Think about that for a second. A professional fisherman at his craft tried everything he could, and he was ready to give up. He was mending his nets, ready to give up. Understand what giving up meant for Peter. That was his way to earn money. Giving up meant he had no money coming in. Giving up was the last thing Peter wanted to do. Because if he had no fish to sell at the market, he had no money coming in. If he had no money coming in, he had no way to pay for the things that he, that he did. So I can guarantee you, Peter did everything within his power to catch some fish that night, and he caught nothing. But here, a son of a carpenter comes up to and tells you, go out there into the deep and let down your net again. Can you see him, church? I done did all that already. Why am I going to go out there and do it again? Why should I listen to you? You don't even know how to fish. But the Bible says, at your word, I will let down my net. Church, we got to listen to Christ. We have to listen to the message that God is telling us. We have to listen. When God tells us to go left, we need to go left. When God tells us to go right, we need to go right. We need to trust God, and that's how we stay in a position to be blessed, Pembroke Park. We have to make sure that Jesus is on our boat. We have to make sure that we listen to everything God is telling us to do. And we have to understand, just like Peter, when he came in contact with, when he came in contact with Jesus, that's when he received his blessing. When he listened to Jesus, he got the biggest blessing that he ever got. Bible says he had to call in his partnerships to come help him because the blessing was so big. When you listen to Jesus, church, the blessing can't be measured. But you got to trust him and you got to listen. You have to let go of what you think is the right thing to do. You have to let go of what you think you know how to do. And you have to do it God's way. When you do it God's way, he'll give you a blessing that you can't even hold on to. Amen. Okay, brother Adam, you know what? All that pity is almost off of me. I'm shaking them off. I'm shaking off Petey, shaking them off. One last thing I want to ask you, Brother Adam. One last thing. And I'm, if you tell me that we can get through this, Petey will be gone for good, Adam. Brother Adam, it's a pandemic going on. How, we gonna, how is God going to send us a, a preacher with the travel restrictions and all this other stuff going on with not everybody getting their vaccines and this and this and this and that? Church, that's just another excuse. And I stopped by here to tell you this morning that God has been blessing his people in during pandemics since the beginning of time. What you were what you talking about, when God sent Moses to go get his people, along with sending Moses when he knew Pharaoh wasn't going to listen, so God sent some plagues to him. And that final plague that he sent, Pembroke Park, was the death of the firstborn. Can y'all see that? It was death all over Egypt. People dying. You can see outrage in the streets. People crying out everywhere. 
But you know, even in the midst of that pandemic, God left a way for his people to be blessed in the middle of that pandemic. He, he told them as long as your house is covered by the blood, as long as you got the blood on the outside of your house, everything that's on the inside of that house is going to be blessed. Death is going to be all around you. Outrage is going to be all around you. It's going to be destruction everywhere, but everything on the inside of that house is going to be blessed. Pembroke Park, I don't know about you, but I got the blood on my doorpost on this morning. I got, I make sure that I keep it on my doorpost so I know that everything is going to be all right, Pembroke Park. This isn't the first pandemic that this world has seen. And if God made a way for his children back then, God will make a way for his children here at Pembroke Park. As I bring this message to a close, Pembroke Park, I hope you understand that you are good enough. I hope you understand that you're not Petey. I hope you understand that God moves in ways that we don't understand. And that's okay. Because if God moved one way, I know he has something else coming our way. We just have to wait for it. We just have to keep ourselves in position. And we just have to be ready to catch that blessing when God sends it our way. I want to end this by telling you a story about how I almost messed up the blessing that God had for me in my life. Those of you who know, you know I worked for Miami-Dade County Public Schools. Let me close this so, so y'all know I'm closing for real. Close all this up so y'all know because some folks will say, oh, he just talking. He, he, ain't, he ain't really closing. Y'all know I worked for Miami-Dade County Public Schools for over 14 years and I started off as a classroom teacher and I moved up within the school side of things and then I went down to the district and I moved up through the district level and uh, I, was in a I put myself in a position to be promoted to the next step. And uh, every time a promotion would come up church, I was left feeling like Petey. They would pick somebody else. Even though they would use me to train other people, I was the one that they could count on. If they needed something, call Adam. Adam knows how to do it. Adam would take care of it. And what did Adam do? Adam gave him 110%. I did it, I did, I did it. But it got to the point where I just got tired of being Petey Church. And I prayed to God. I said, God, if you want me to move, I'll trust you. Just make it plain to me. God made it plain to me that it was time for me to move. And when God made it plain to me that it was time for me to move, I prayed him again. I said, show me where you want me to go. And, I, be, and I, I did my job, church. I didn't just sit on the couch and wait for, wait for opportunity to knock on my door. I started applying at different places. And the University of Miami, whoo, y'all know how, how big a fan I am of University of Miami. Looking on their website and they had a job that, that I was qualified for. I submitted my, polished up my resume, turned it in, and I felt good about it, church. I just, some, something about when I hit that submit button, it just felt good. It just felt good. So I just, I was peaceful. But then I got a phone call. Uh, a lady who, I, who was my PT, who was served as the PTA president at the school I used to work at, she called to say, Adam, I, I heard you're looking for a job. I didn't tell nobody. How did she find out I was looking for a job? I got a job to offer you. I would love to meet with you, 
uh, whatever, so we can talk about it. So I'm like, okay, pray, praise God, another job offer. So I set up a time to meet with her, and as I was waiting for that meeting to come around, UM called. <laughs> and you can see the smile of uh, Mr. Brinson. You're one of the finalists. We'll bring you in for an interview. So I'm so... I was like, forget that other lady. I'm focusing on UM. That's why that's I want to be. That's my dream job. That's, that's what I thought I wanted. That's what I thought I needed. And I went and met with the lady, and she said, you know what? I want you to run the education side of things. I want you to do this, 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 and this. And she was talking, talking, talking. And my mind is thinking, UM, 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 UM. And I said, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm, I have an interview set up at another place. If you just give me some time, let me, let me run through that course, and I'll make a decision on where I want to go. So I go on the UM interview, and church, I knocked it out the park. I, I don't want to brag on myself, but I did a good job. <laughs> I did a good job on that, on, on that. I studied, and I was prepared. I, 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 I mean, I went all the interview questions. I was questioning myself all night long, and I think I did a good job. And they called me back and said, you know what? You, you finaled, and we're going to bring you back for a second interview, Adam. So I knew the job was mine, church. They bring me back a second time, and the lady called me. Have you made a decision yet, Adam? To help you out, what if I offered you some more money? What if I offered you some more benefits? But in my mind, I'm still thinking, UM, 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 UM. Just give me some more time, lady, please. Give me some more time. And I went for the second interview, and I did a good job again, church. But I'm waiting for UM to call, and UM never called back. I don't know why. But in the midst, I'm telling the lady over here who's begging me to take the job, Adam, I'll add more money to the offer. I'll give you another week of vacation. And I thought I wanted UM Church. God was telling me, Adam, this is the blessing that I have for you, right? Adam, you prayed and you asked for it and I sent it to you, but you're so busy looking at what you think you want, looking at what you think you need, you're about to give up the blessing that I have for you. And the lady said, listen, Adam, this is my final offer. I have to move on if you don't accept this job. And I went home and I finally came to my senses and I called her the next day and I said, you know what, I'm going to take the job. So I gave Miami-Dade County my two-week notice, and I went to start working with them. And let me tell you how God is so good, church. When I went in there on my first day, uh, uh, I had business cards on my desk, director of education. Nah, that ain't, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't the shouting moment yet, church. That ain't the shouting moment yet. How about when I started, sat there, and I started getting accustomed to what I was going to do, they say, Adam, Give me those business cards back. There's been a change of plans. We want you to be the vice president of education. Church, not only did I get the job, not only did I get the increase in pay, but he gave me a title. When you trust God, church, when you have your mind open to the blessing that God has for you, that blessing is bigger than you can ever think of, church. That blessing is bigger than you can ever think of, but you have to trust. You have to let go of what you think you need. You have to let go of what you think you want, and you have to lean on his everlasting arms. You have to trust God at his word and realize that he's going to bless you in a mighty way. So Pembroke Park, God 
is going to bless us. God is, has his hands upon us and we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right because God is not done with us yet. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. If you're not a child of God, you ought to become one Pembroke Park. You uh, come by hearing the word of God. You believe the word that you've heard. Uh, you repent of all your past sins, Pembroke Park. You confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and we will baptize you for the remission of your sins on this morning. Uh, if you're already a member of God's body, and but you've been feeling like Pete, and you haven't been the Christian that you're supposed to be, you've fallen short of the glory uh, uh, of the glory of God. Pembroke Park, get that thing right before you go home. Don't go home in the same situation that you're in right now. Get your situation fixed. Go home with that blessed assurance that when this thing is all said and done, you know where your home is going to be. If, if I was to ask you, if you were to die right now, where would you go? If you're not sure, get that thing right before you leave. The Bible says today, tomorrow is in promise. The day that you hear my voice, harden not your, not your heart. We used to sing the song, This May Be the Last Time, Church. And I know while that, that song is very grave and it's uh, very, very thought-provoking, thought this could be our last time. So let's make sure we go home and we're in a good place with God. If you have a need, just stay standing after we finish a verse of a song and we'll pray for you uh, uh, on, on this morning. Or if you want to be baptized, you can make your way down front and we will baptize you for the remission of your sins. Uh, uh, if it's convenient for you, let us stand and sing the song of invitation. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need restore. My heart is weary, please help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from Amen. We have a number of our brothers and sisters uh, who are standing at, at this time. And if you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we ask that you acknowledge this by raising your hand and saying yes. And uh, those of you who are requesting prayer from God, God knows your heart. God knows exactly what you stood in need for before you even decided to stand on this morning. And we're going to go to God in prayer on your behalf at this time. Shall we bow? Father God, we come before thy throne thanking thee for life, health, and strength. Father, we thank you for how you've been such a good God to us, Father. You have bought us a mighty long way, Father, and we know you're not done uh, with us yet, Father God. Uh, we just pray for all the ones who uh, have sinned and fallen short of your glory, Father. We pray that you forgive them of whatever they've done, Father God. You pray that you uh, blot those sins out of their life, and please don't hold it against them again if it be thy holy and thy righteous will. Father, I ask that you be with those who are requesting prayer. Father, uh, look upon their heart, Father, and uh, I just pray that you let them know that if they turn their problems over to you, Father, uh, you are that great burden bearer, Father. We don't have to go home with those issues. We can lay them at your feet and you will bear those burdens for us, Father. So whether it may be for health or strength, 
for traveling grace, for a loved one, Father God, just for their marriage, for their home, whatever their need may be, Father. I pray that you just bless them for uh, if they've lost a loved one, Father, and they're hurting at this time, I pray that you comfort them, Father God, in the way that only you know how, Father. I ask that you continue to bless the Pembroke Park Church of Christ, Father God. I pray that you bless us in a mighty, mighty way, Father, and continue uh, to let us uh, help us to understand that you will always be in control, Father God. Be with us and guide us for us in your son. Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. <clears throat> we have uh, come down to the part of our worship service, which is known as the Lord's Supper. Uh, we find examples of the Lord's Supper in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at the 23rd verse, where we find the Apostle Paul speaking. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Shall we go to God's throne on behalf of the bread and the cup? Father God, we come before thy throne of grace, thanking you for that great sacrifice. Father, we didn't deserve that sacrifice, but you gave it to us anyway, Father. We ask that you bless this bread, which represents your son's body, this cup, which represents his shedded blood. We pray that we take it in a manner that is pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. In Jesus' name, we humbly pray. Amen. You may now partake of the bread and the cup. We're asking you to, <clears throat> to please keep the cups with you. And when you depart, there's a um, trash bin at the door. You can drop it in the trash bin as you uh, depart on this morning. We now enter in our next item of worship, which is the offering. We find examples of the offering in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Shall we once again go to God's throne in prayer? Father God, we come before that throne of grace with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed upon our life, Father. Thank you for always watching out for us, Father. When we had lack, Father, you always was there to step in and made sure that we had everything that we need, Father. We pray that we show a portion of our love to you by giving back to you a portion of what you've blessed us with. And, Father, we pray that whatever we give will be used for the upbuilding of thy kingdom. In Jesus' name we humbly pray. Amen. Uh, those of you who have a physical offering on today, as you, when we, after the dismissal prayer and we have our dismissal, you may drop your offering into the basket that is located at the door. <clears throat> Before we dismiss on this morning, just a few an announcements that uh, we would love, love to make. Uh, we, first of which, we want to recognize those who are visiting with us. If this is your first time here at Pembroke Park, I want you to, I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen, but just give us a hand raise, of, a hand wave if you're visiting here at Pembroke Park. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
like to say that uh, you are most honored guests. We're so grateful to have you here in our audience on this morning. If you're ever in this area again, come back to Pembroke Park. We don't want you to be a visitor. We want you to become a family member of this great church here at Pembroke Park. Thank you so much, my sister, for coming with us. Uh, I want to recognize those uh, who are on our prayer, prayer list, and uh, let's continue to pray. Uh, uh, 2 p.m., 5 p.m., let's keep it going, Pembroke Park. Uh, there's the Bible tells us to pray, pray without ceasing, so uh, let us continue to pray for Brother Jackson Cooper, uh, who is in the hospital at, at this time. You know, that's uh, Sister Stanley's brother, so let's continue to pray for Brother Jackson Cooper. Uh, let us pray for the bereaved families at this time. Uh, Sister Willie Mae Jenkins, uh, she lost her, her aunt. Uh, Sister Natalie McCray and her children, let's keep them in prayer. Uh, uh, the father of the kids passed away, uh, so let us keep uh, all of the kids and Sister McCray in our prayers as they go, go through that. And the kids are still fairly young, and losing a, losing a parent at that age can be very difficult. So let us continue to uh, uh, pray uh, for the uh, McCray family. Sister Lynn, Linda Miller, she lost her uh, sister. And I don't think I ever an, an, an announced it, but Sister Vicky, a couple weeks ago, she lost her grandmother on her father's side. Uh, so let us continue to pray for Sister, Sister Vicky, uh, my wife, as she continues to uh, deal with the loss of her, of her grandmother. Church, let us pray. Oh, I'm sorry, Brother, Brother Bernard. Yes, sir. Oh, mercy. His brother. Okay, let's let's pray for for brother brother Price. Uh, he 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 just lost his brother on today. So let's please 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 keep each other in prayer. Pray for one another. Let's continue to be the church, Pembroke Park. Let's continue to work. Let's continue as we wait for the man of God who God is going to send down here to us. Let's continue to work, church. Let's continue to love. Let's continue to do all those things that made, makes Pembroke Park, Pembroke Park. Amen? Amen? Let us pray for the minister search committee. Brother Stanley, you had something? Oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Uh, Sister Stanley suffered another, another loss, her aunt. Let us please, please pray for the uh, Stanley family. Uh, they've been going through it. They've been going through it. So let's pray, pray, pray that God will continue to give them the strength. Amen? Amen. 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 Understand, Pembroke Park, God's not done with us yet. God is not done with us yet. As, as we uh, prepare to dismiss and uh, leave, let us uh, remember the uh, exit plan. We're going to uh, rows uh, uh, sections one and section three will exit first. Sections one would exit out that door. Section three exit out that door. Section two and four, we're going to ask you to remain seated until uh, those first two sections leave. And then once those two sections leave, then section two and section four can uh, make their way out. And as we always say, we love, uh, we love, to, we love to fellowship, but let's not fellowship inside the building. Uh, go out. If we can make it outside the building, uh, find a section where you all can talk together socially distant of course as we definitely want to keep everyone safe i know everyone is getting that vaccine and everyone feels a little feels a little better but let's still practice the social uh, distancing while we're here uh but continue to love on each other at, at the same time amen
Amen, amen. And make sure you deposit all trash into the trash can and uh, make sure you take everything with you because this area is uh, the spray that we, we spray with. You can't come in for 24 hours. So let's make sure that if you have something with you, take it out with you so we can sanitize the area in preparation for next Sunday. Amen. Let us, uh, if that's all, let us all bow in a word of prayer. Father God, we come before thy throne once again, uh, thanking you for this day. Thank you for the word that you allowed us to hear on this morning, Father God. We pray that we will allow it to take up root uh, within our heart, Father, and, and just help us to uh, continue to grow, uh, Father, and be the Christians that you have called us to be. Father, I just pray that you bless us as we prepare to leave this building, but uh, never from your divine presence. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now and forevermore. Let us all say amen. amen. Section one and section three, you all can uh, stand up and exit out. Follow the uh, red and yellow arrows. Section uh, two, you all can exit out section two. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I said section two. I can't hear.